What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. This is episode 220, a Monday rundown. Not too much sports to talk about this week. Uh, Sean and I jumped right in and we talked NBA briefly, talked a lot of COVID because it is running rampant through the world and the National Basketball Association uh, this week. After that, we talked the Mets rather quickly with their new managerial hire. And then after that, we had a little fun with our top meals of the year. So be sure to listen till the end to hear that. And we'll be back on Wednesday with an NFL rundown. Enjoy. Sorry to interrupt podcast. We're here for a Monday rundown time. The week of Christmas. How you doing, pal? How are you? Uh, we don't even have to say Merry Christmas because we'll be back on Wednesday, but early Merry Christmas to everybody. Absolutely. In case anybody misses Wednesday, you hear it now. And Tom, you know, it's I'm really looking forward to the holiday. I'm really looking forward to everything going on. But I gotta tell you, I've been a little nervous with what we were going to do for this rundown tonight because the NBA, that's the sport we're talking most now. It's two months into the season, but it's very helter-skelter right now. Uh, seems like all sports are very helter-skelter given what happened in the NFL, but yeah, I agree with you. Um, good thing I came through with a little content idea at the end because we, we don't even know what to talk about here. Yeah, no, it's been... <laughs> I want to kind of just get your thoughts on everything. I mean, you sent me a pretty declarative text on Thursday, I believe it was. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mark my words, sports is shutting down, and I just rebuttaled back. I'm like, I can't see it. (laughs) I don't know, man. We're we're playing NFL games on Tuesday now. We got two tomorrow, I believe. We got two tonight. There's the Vikings games on in the background. I got a lot of players going tonight in fantasy and tomorrow um, to go to the championship game. And, you know, things are getting canceled in college sports, bowls, not that we care about them, but it's still news left and right, college basketball, NBA had games have had to have gotten postponed, and the numbers are going up, man. I, I don't know if you're looking at them in your neck of the woods, I'm sure knowing you, you are, but the numbers are really going up. Yeah, Omicron is rearing its ugly head. Now, the good thing is so far... It's, it's not it's deadly. Te- it's not deadly, and... We're nearly the, as... Right, it's very contagious, but not deadly. And the Moderna—that's kind of what—that's has... kind of what the flu does. Which COVID is just a version of the flu. It starts out, you know, very, very bad, and then in order for the virus to live, just like human beings, it milds itself down. Because if it kills its subject, then it's going to die with it. That's a yeah, little science for you there, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome. Yeah, look at you. Well, all these different variants are, are coming about, and there's the various mutations, which are not surprising. But the good news is what I was going to say is the Moderna booster has been shown to really fend off Omicron in a good, in a really good way from early trials. So that's exciting. So should um, I get Moderna even though I got two Pfizer's? They said that the experts have said it doesn't matter which one you get, even regardless of the first two you got. So I might be going to Moderna. I got two Pfizer. Yeah, we uh, might be team Moderna now. My Pfizer stock has been doing well, though. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, I'm sure it has been. I'm sure it has been. But, (laughs) Tom, we're not 
medical experts here, but it's it obviously has been very concerning to see what's happened across all sports that you outlined. But in the NBA, you know, we got to remember that they weren't playing at this time last year. They were just tipping off at uh, the two days before Christmas. I think the 23rd or 24th was the first day of the NBA season last year. And they're navigating this kind of for the first time. And we're seeing basically entire G league (laughs) rosters with players who Mm -hmm. need to be signed and teams are decimated. And it's kind of been unorganized as far as who's being able to play, who's able to play, who's not able to play. Um, The nets have been riddled with, with COVID obviously that your Knicks have been, riddle with it too yep but Kyrie Irving. let's talk about Kyrie real quick I just wanted to say real fast before <laughs> Kyrie no real fast <laughs> new rule place or came into place last night an agreement between the NBA PA and the NBA that teams get to sign one replacement player for every case of um, of COVID that a player goes down with what do you think of that do you think that's a good idea I mean it's totally fair that's the only way that they're going to get these games played. God willing that the person they sign doesn't have COVID. Right. I mean, and it's also like, it's not like they're signing fucking MJ in 93, you know? No. So uh, I think it's absolutely fair. And, I mean, what do you? how do you feel about it? I, I would think you would feel the same. Yeah, I'm in lockstep with you. I think it's fair. And I also, you know, obviously it's a bad situation and it sucks for the ticket holders. Like I was watching the Nets magic game the other night and I mean, it was eight available nets. Three of them were guys who just signed that day. The others were rookies and guys who were on two ways and Blake Griffin and Patty Mills. Like it was ridiculous. And the magic weren't in much better situation. It was a G league game that was being played at Barclays and, and fans, you know, who were there to watch Durant and Harden. And they're not, they're not getting the, the, the value for the price. The Nets the didn't give the money back? I don't believe so, man. <laughs> that was a joking question. So. I asked that in jest. <laughs> Obviously, they didn't give the money back. Yeah, and we saw this with the Yankees this past year, right? The Yankees were certainly not going to give any money back for the Mm-mm. team that they had to put out there when they had their outbreak. So it just sucks. It, it sucks to watch, but a blessing in disguise could be. There's some interesting names in the G League circuit, Isaiah Thomas got signed by the Lakers, put up 19. Lance Stevenson is available to sign. Might be a good thing. Love teams Lance might Stevenson. find a player or two, right, that could help them the rest of the season who they otherwise wouldn't have signed. Might be a blessing in disguise. Can we talk about Kyrie Irving? Checks in to the team and then immediately, like, it's one of those, like, about-face things. Walks in, turns around right into COVID <laughs> protocol. <laughs> I was just thinking of the Grandpa Simpson meme. Would puts the hat down, grabs it, turns right around, back out the door. <laughs> like I was texting my our our secretary about it, and I was like, you, "Like if I wrote this for like even a comedy script, they'd be like, oh, that's that's too unbelievable.' Like literally walks in the door, they test him for COVID. They're like, "Yeah, you got to go into the protocol." <laughs> I know it's great, and KD came down with it. Coincidence? Maybe, maybe not. Um, with the laundry list and the rest of the players in COVID. But yeah, let's talk Kyrie. So obviously him, that whole building is <laughs> infected with COVID, but Oof. the Nets have decided that they want to bring him back on a part-time basis. Obviously the COVID outbreak. It makes sense. I mean, the lack I was, of, 
I was just going to say, this makes sense to you, right? I was talking to my girlfriend's dad about it, and he's like, well, you know, that's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, like, the team needs bodies. They need a spark. Harden's not everything they need to be. And Kevin Durant's playing, like, 40-something minutes a night. And that's going to rear its ugly head come come later in the season. You need somebody like a Kyrie Irving that can create for himself, get you a bucket, and carry a team in the regular season in some of these lull games. You're 100% right. That's how I look at it too, man. Like, And you're paying watching, the guy. Fuck it. Right. I'm watching the Nets, and they're pulling out these great wins, and they're gutty wins, and it's kind of fun. And Durant's playing at an MVP caliber level. But you can't ask him to be doing what he's doing. Steve Nash said this is not sustainable. Of course not. He played Thursday night. He wasn't even supposed to play. And, of course, he logged like 42 minutes and balled out. But Kyrie Irving, to your point, is going to make the difference in some of these road games against teams that are feisty. And so they don't have to play a game like they played against the Pistons where Durant has to score 51 just for them to win. Those should be blowout games where you can rest your stars in the last six or seven minutes of the game, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I I think it makes a world of sense as long as Kyrie can keep his head screwed on straight, and that's a big as long or a big if. Um, But as long as he can do that, then everything everything should come up roses for the Brooklyn Nets. And honestly, it it should become as – quite a relief to you because one he's showing up and two you can eliminate the the trade talks that we had last week you have the asset and he's playing yeah so two last things on Kyrie that I kind of want to bring up with you one you mentioned how you know this is a decision that came with a little bit of controversy and the Nets don't look strong in their stance and Listen, the best organizations that we see in sports are the ones that are very fluid, right? I mean, when they said that we don't want Kyrie as a part-time player because it's going to disrupt continuity, that was said before the season started when they had no COVID cases and they figured that they had a roster that didn't force Harden and Durant to play the volume of minutes that they've been playing. Well, things change. And then obviously with COVID. That would have been really stubborn, ill-advised, and petty for them to say, nope, we're not bringing him back. Yeah, that's, that's all you have to say. I think that's I think that's the right opinion, buddy. And then last but not least, I don't know if you saw the news out of Boston today, but there's a new mandate now for the vaccine for the vaccine in uh, in the state of Massachusetts where they're going to allow vaccine exceptions for players. Uh, on the Boston Celtics and on the Bruins and any of the other teams. So they can play home games even if they're not vaccinated. So that could be a template that New York City could adopt. I don't know if it will, but we've been saying since the bottom, since the beginning of this whole saga that bottom line, regardless of how you feel about his vaccination status, it's real bullshit that he's not able to play while guys from other cities who are unvaccinated are allowed to come into Barclays Center and play. Agreed, and these rich celebrities are getting preferential treatment all over the world, so might as well give them a little bit more, right? Yeah, I think so. So there's that. Anything else in the NBA that you want to bring up? No, I mean, you know, the top is the top. You got the Jazz, Warriors, and Suns all jockeying for top position there, especially the Warriors and the Suns. Um, And then the rest, I mean, the Lakers are barely above 500, and that team is not a championship team, in my opinion. Any other teams out of the West that you want to look at? Real fast, how about Memphis going 10-2 and without John Morant, who's back tonight? Oh, incredible. And their defensive numbers have looked amazing with him out. Um, I know he needs to pick it up defensively, but 
they they did more than much more than tread water, and they're the four seed right now in the West. And I mean this this the team that I really highlight here, the three teams, because I think the Blazers we can say, like at this point, like it is what it is, is uh, obviously the Lakers, but we don't need to talk about that. But just the Nuggets and the Mavericks, like the Mavericks are just. A dumpster fire. Luca comes in out of shape. KP's not as good as he was last year. The next one that trade, by the way. I don't care who they get. Um, <laughs> and, and they don't have any secondary ball creators. And and the Mavericks, in my opinion, are in, are in Portland Trailblazers territory, where it just seems to be the same thing every year. They're they're another year or two of this, and they're getting there. Oh, bro, I think they're there. Uh, I mean, I think Porzingis is going to be dangled at the trade deadline. Does Luca? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there. this is going to be an insane trade deadline, I think, because so many teams that you just highlighted, two of them, Portland, who's made it no secret that basically everybody other than Dame is available for trade. I think Dallas desperately wants a second prime ball handler to put with Luka. Yep. That match with, with KP hasn't made sense at all. There's a lot of teams that are in the middle of this process or maybe at the back end of this process of okay what we've been trying to do has not worked yep. and we're ready to change things up and the other team i mentioned in the west is the nuggets um and that michael porter jr one year early max extension is rearing its ugly head he's out for the year they're 15 and 14 um obviously jamal murray's coming back at some point this year but that just it looks that was a bad signing at the time and it looks worse and worse by the day Totally agree with you. You you had a nice piece about that when we talked about that signing. I was shocked when I saw it, and I just don't know what these teams are doing sometimes, man. I mean, you have him in your building. You know what his medical situation is. You know what his body's like. Why you had to give him that deal now, a year early, it, just because he played well in the playoffs last year? Like, that's not a move you have to make. No. Anybody out of the East surprising you? I mean, the Nets. The fact that they're they're twenty one and nine right now, with given. I mean, they've had some one of the tougher situations with COVID, and they already had a decimated roster kind of before this COVID outbreak happened, and they didn't have a great roster to begin with outside of the big three and a few other guys. The fact that they're twenty one and nine, I think, is incredible and is not talked about enough. I agree with you, and I'm glad you said that because I didn't want to come off as fanboy because I know you no, like I did to it for you. throw that in my face. But uh, it, it's remarkable, and it's obviously you know a tribute to Kevin Durant. But one thing through all of this craziness that, over the last week is you have to see a lot of these young guys and these rookies. Cam Thomas, we've mentioned in passing, Stud. he's been really, really good. That guy can just fill it up. Claxton looks were, pretty good too, though. I mean, Claxton, I know it was a few years in, but... Claxton is a rim runner. He's a very switchable big. He can cover the three through the five. We saw in that Dallas game, he was really covering Luca for for a while there. Obviously, if Luca's in better shape, that's a uh, that's a complete mismatch. But he was able to hang with him. Darren Sharp, the rookie out of North Carolina, got some run. Uh, David Duke Jr. They they got him some minutes. Uh, he was an unsigned rookie. He put up 17 last night. Kessler Edwards, who they drafted out of Pepperdine, looks like a legitimate 3 and D wing, at least from the defensive side, and he can he can get some buckets too. But just seeing Durant relish the opportunity to play with these young guys, and it's just the brilliance of Sean Marks. Everybody talks about how, yeah, they're star-studded, and it's a disappointment if they don't win, and the Kyrie drama, and Harden and Durant are playing too many minutes, and blah, blah, blah. This guy continues to find 
absolute diamonds in the rough. And Patty Mills has been a stud this year, too. That was one of the best free agent signings of any contending team. So the fact that they are where they are, they've been really fun to watch. Obviously, they need to win some games that isn't because Kevin Durant plays almost every minute. But, dude, just watching Kevin Durant every night, it's going to sound like the most obvious statement, but what he just – it's stupid. It's absolutely (laughs) fucking stupid what he does. Yeah, he's at the peak of his powers coming off these injuries. It's incredible. Philly's disappointing. Uh, anything for them that you that you look at? is Are they salvageable? Is there a big trade? Or is they kind of a bust right now with this lingering Simmons drama? I think they're kind of a bust. And they're gonna, it seems like the owners are going to let Maury does what, do what he wants as long as it doesn't turn into a dumpster fire. I, they're sitting right around 500 right now. So... I mean, as long as they can make the playoffs, um, I, I think that I think that they're going to let Maury kind of just have this uh, have this stare off, if you will, with Ben Simmons and Clutch. And last but not least, just Tom, what's going on with your Knicks? COVID, COVID aside, I mean, this is this has been a disappointment. I think that's very fair to say. Thirteen and seventeen in twelfth place outside of the playoff picture, right? Um, yeah, of course it's been a disappointment. I, I mean, I think I said it last week. Randall is not the guy that you expected him to be. He's better than this, but he's definitely not the guy that he was in the regular season last year. He's a lot closer to the guy that he was in the playoffs. And they just don't have any creators on offense aside from Kemba Walker, who went out and had damn near 30 points against the Celtics. But he's a defensive liability, which means Tibbs is not going to want him in there, although I think he should be playing more. And this team just doesn't make sense aside from that. Uh, I don't get it. Disappointment, um, and and he's not a Tibbs player either. I just want to know. I mean, we've given Leon Rose a lot of credit because he's made some very good signings and he's put them in decent position. But I mean, this Kemba signing—how do you bring in a guy for whatever the money was? We obviously know it's a bargain, but how do you bring in a guy who basically plays the same position as Derrick Rose, doesn't play defense? You know that with a defensive head coach. And then two months in, he's he's riding the pine and only played because they were down by like six bodies. Like I, we I said this last week. You knew, you knew going into it, even when he was healthy, he doesn't play any defense. I know. I'm just reiterating the point. Like I just don't get it. And to not play him, if you're trying to trade him, you got to get you got to show other teams that he's at least healthy and playing because yeah. he's a diminished asset right now. No, nah, they're not. They're not going to be able to trade him. And and this team's going to miss the playoffs. I'm saying it right now. Wow, you're you're positive about that, huh? I am COVID negative um, and positive about this. <laughs> <laughs> Knock on wood. Oh man, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough watch. Anyway, Tom, your second favorite baseball team, although sometimes I think they are your favorite. <laughs> a lot of people do. They um, hired the manager that all Yankee fans wanted. Buck Showalter is officially with the Mets on a three-year deal. What do you think about this? I love Buck Showalter, man. Uh, I think. I mean, I was talking to a Mets fan a couple of days ago, and I was like, he's the manager that you get right before you get good. Like, this is a good sign for you guys. And I hope Buck is the manager that you get when you're good. Um, I think he's one of the few um, old-timers, I guess you would say, at this point that's embraced analytics. And I think he's going to do great with the young guys, and the old guys are going to respect him. Um, and he brings... Um, just and overall, I guess the word is respect to to this organization, and I, I'm in love with the signing. 
Me too. Respect, credibility, all those things. That's um, the other word I was looking for. Th- that's the manager that's going to come in, and from day one, everybody knows who the boss is. But, I mean, you mentioned how he's the guy that you bring in to make a bad team good. And he did that everywhere he's been outside of Texas. But the scary thing now, Tom, if you're, if you're anti-Mets, is that <laughs> he has every resource at his disposal now. He's got the richest owner. They've got Max Scherzer. They've got legitimate bona fide studs. And he's going to be able to take what he's always done well and just apply that on a, with a roster with much better players. I think it's exciting as hell. To me, I know they always win the offseason, and once they start playing, it's a crapshoot, and they don't they don't deliver, but they have every reason right now. If you're a Mets fan, you've got to be absolutely giddy about this. You have to, and I, I just want to reiterate giving him credit for embracing analytics because we shit on the guys who don't. And my yep. Mets, my New York Mets look really good. Your New York Mets, I know. And people, that's... by the way, are going to say, like, oh, I thought there was a lockout. There's a lockout between the players and the owners, so it has nothing to do with management. They're part of the I ownership, think, I guess, side. I, I think we outlined that, right, when, when we broke it just down. Just wanted to reiterate way. it. I'm sorry for speaking, Sean. No, I just wanted to make sure <laughs> that everybody heard that the first time, too, because, hey, I, maybe I didn't say that. But it was, uh, it was, a, great, it was a great move, uh, and I think – Honestly, Tom, this offseason, even if they don't do another thing after the lockout ends, this is the best offseason the Mets have had possibly ever. Huge words, huge words, but I, I have to agree with you. Um, they, they've, they seem to have done everything right. Um, you ready to move on to the next topic, or do we have any more baseball to talk about? Probably not, because like we just said, we're in a lockout. We're in the lockout, so let's move on, Tom. Let's do this. All right. Sean and I just trying to create a little content for you guys out there while you're driving into work. Give yourself all the credit. You're the one that came up with this. Listening while you're working out. I, I just figured, listen, it is the end of the year, 2021. Hell of a year it's been. And I just wanted to go through our top meals of the year. Now, we listen, Sean, if you want to throw in a bad one as well, <laughs> uh, feel free to do it. But... Um, I'm 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 definitely thro- throwing in three good ones at least. So let's start with number three. At least. Uh, yeah. Well, you know how I get. I, I love to eat. What can I say? Listen, um, we all do. But when you say three, and I'm fucking sweating over my list here, and now you're saying that it's three at least. You can throw um, in. I might let you throw in some honorable mentions before I oh. before I pull the plug. Why don't you give all me right. your number three here? All right, Tom, for number three, obviously I've been living down here in Austin, Texas, one of the best food places in the country now for a little over a year. I've been able to experience a bunch of good eats. And I I like breakfast. I'm not the huge breakfast guy, a little heavy sometimes. But as much as I miss the delis and the breakfast sandwiches yeah, up you north. Must. Oh, I do. But there is a place called Paco's Tacos. Whoa. That does one hell of a breakfast. It's this cool kind of like uh, traditional Mexican place. And they have this plate called the Migas plate. Migas is like uh, tortilla chips with eggs, cheese, hmm. anything else. And they have a Migas plate that I throw bacon, onions, poblano peppers on. Comes with potatoes and uh, two tortillas plus a coffee. I do that maybe one every two weekends or so. Nice. About as good as it gets. About as good as it gets. Go hot sauce on it? I'm not a hot sauce guy. Ketchup? But they, no, they've got their own salsas. Oh, so I throw a of little, course they so do. So I throw a little, a little authentic uh, 
Chilean salsa on there. Um, Very nice. But, man, is it fucking good. Very nice. Well, my list is going to be interesting because, I mean, obviously me being from the food capital of, you know, this country probably – um, in New York, you know, you said Austin's pretty good. I think the metropolitan area is pretty good as well. I don't know. What do you think? They're different, but they're both great. I mean, Austin is like becoming a melting pot. Oh yeah, right? it definitely has. And they've got way more than barbecue out there as well. Um, oh, yeah. the Tex-Mex and barbecue is what you think of, but there's all these great restaurant tours. Yeah, a lot of transplants places down here. So yeah. But I'd say um, the metropolitan area speaks for itself. But with that being said, I mean, you, I, there, I've eaten a lot of fine dining this year with with the misses and and a few. But mine's going to be a little more just like I'm I'm here for the food, I, and that's the kind of guy I am. I'm not I'm not I don't care if the waiter speaks seven different languages and can remember <laughs> my entire order without having to write it down. I don't care. I care about how good the food is. Like I could bring up the place. That we went to down in Florida, that was the French place, that was a five-star, or, or, or a couple places we went to in New York that was very fine dining. No, I don't care. Those meals were good, but number three, coming in for me, this might be a shock to everybody, Hawaii Poke Bowl in Staten Whoa. Island. In Staten Island, in Sean. In Staten Island. Let me tell you, I've had a lot of pokey uh, the past year, but this Hawaii Poke Bowl has the freshest fish I mean, obviously, I had I didn't have it the time I went to Hawaii because I was a kid, but I mean, you get I get ahi tuna over sticky rice or sushi rice, as some want to call it. Some onions in there, some chives, a little bit of pineapple, spicy mayo. Dribble a little soy sauce over it. Obviously, I named my cat after my favorite condiment, soy. Right. So I have to throw that in there. It is to die for. That sounds awesome. And, and when man, people tell me. Shocked that it's Staten Island. Yeah, and when people tell me, oh, I don't know what pokey is, I don't know if I like it, all I say is, do you like sushi? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, well, pokey is just sushi without the seaweed wrap and way more way more spices and, and flavors in it. So you're going to like it. There's a pokey place here um, on South Congress that is, I've heard great things You've about. heard, but I you've have never not gone. Tried it, hmm. I have not had it yet. Um, do you like damn, sushi? Man, I do. So there I you really go. Do. I know. I'm just saying I haven't had it, but now after listening to you wax poetic about your experience, might have to give it a go. Um, I'm going to give you my number two here. Um, I'm going to stick with the kind of the Tex-Mex theme. There's a place called Vivo, which is this little hole-in-the-wall spot about ten minutes from Love me. a hole-in-the-wall. Nothing, nothing sexy about it at all, but goddamn Tom is the food out of this world, and just like you, my criteria is I don't care about the all these backstories, how is the food? And it is as good as it gets. And you start simply with their chips with queso, their house-made queso. Queso? Yeah, the the melted cheese. Oh, wow. And they've got the, they they throw some uh, beef in there too. So you snack on that and then they make chicken tortilla soup. That is the perfect amount of spice, but the shredded chicken just like melts in your mouth. Um, So you have a cup of that and you're sitting pretty. And then I go with um, go with a fajita ta- a fajita taco plate. Oh, oh wow, Sean with beef. a three course meal. So you're just snacking on a little appetizer. You got your soup, and then you get your entree. You have a uh, um, they do their really good margaritas or uh, Mexican martini. Uh, sip that too, and that is that is a very good evening. 
Well, I didn't know we were including drinks as well, but um, yeah, I, just, hey, I just threw that in there. Driver yeah. down in Austin. All right, my number two actually comes from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, when me and Mikhail were down there, we just we went to this dive bar kind of place, and it was very you know it's not like we heard great things about it. It was just by the hotel we were staying at, and um, the place is called High Park. And we just we didn't hear anything. We ordered these because the way because like twenty people that we were with wanted to order, and we were just like, all right, fuck it. They're wings with the high park sauce. This is the best, the best wing sauce I've ever had. No fucking way, really. I'm almost at the point now where, um, like, anybody that doesn't have like a, a secure job, I'm about to send them down to Raleigh, North Carolina, just to work <laughs> as a sous chef for a couple of weeks. Like, I'll pay for room and board, just work there, learn the recipe by heart, write it down, send it to me, and then come home. Can, uh, can you order it online, have it shipped up to you? No, it's 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 a dive. It's not like a gold yeah. belly kind of thing. But, oh, oh my God. I, like, I didn't even like Raleigh, and they had, listen, they had a great breakfast, a great steak and eggs breakfast down there as well at this place. Didn't make the cut, but just for those two meals alone, I may, go, I may vacation down to Raleigh. Wow, that says something to go to a place that you don't even like just for a wing spot. Uh, but the dive bars—that's the best thing about dive bars, right? Like, you you expect to have something decent. You're not going to rave about it, but you're going to get fed and you'll you'll leave satisfied. But to get an experience like that, man, that's yeah, you know, it's just it, it's great because it's unassuming and, and you don't have to dress up and and you can just kind of show up. It's the best. Props to you on that, and especially including Raleigh, because I know that was not the best of experiences for you. So the last one I'm going to go to. Well, listen, you give in your... case the people that I visited down there, listen, I had a great time, just not my kind <laughs> of city. You make it sound like you make it sound like I was miserable. Well, you. It's not a city, okay? It's not a city. Yeah, I said it. It's not. Yeah, you've you've made that abundantly clear. Um, the last place I'm going to, Tom. It's tourists know it, locals know it. It's pretty famous. But it is so fucking good that I feel like I would just be trying to be too cute if I didn't add it. And that's Terry Black's Barbecue. Mm. Terry Black's Barbecue, a staple. It's been an award-winning barbecue joint in Texas. Uh, not just in Austin, but in Texas all together down near Barton Springs. And simply put, their brisket is about as good as it gets, but the pork ribs are even better. So I go a half, or I do a quarter pound of brisket, wow. quarter pound of pork ribs, and then a side of mac and cheese and uh, coleslaw with just a good Topo Chico mineral water. And uh, you got to prep though. You got to know that you're not really going to be eating if you're eating later in the day. You, you better fast during the day because that will fill you up fast. But it is just unbelievable barbecue. And I think I'm going to be picking myself up a little barbecue for uh, for Christmas as well. Wow, that's huge. What are you doing for Christmas, by the way? Uh, I'm hanging out, and I got a couple friends in town uh, who, are, who are staying here, too, uh, who I'll get together with. So okay. So it'll be fun. Yeah. How about you? Um, I am going to be, God willing, nobody gets sick, uh, up at the mom's house. So excited for nice. that. Got to get Absolutely. a few more Christmas gifts out of the way, but I did get the secretary's gift done and Excellent. wrapped. I didn't wrap it. Michaela did. Thank you, Michaela. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, quick shout out, though. I want to give an honorable mention here um, to the secretary because he made me a 
a dish a couple weeks ago that he, I don't even think he didn't even offer it to me at the beginning. I think he was saving it for another day. Maybe he wanted more for himself or he didn't think I was going to like it. But it's a, it's a French dish where you soak a chicken in wine. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce it, so I don't really want to go on there and butcher it. And I know he's going to text me tomorrow and call me a fucking idiot. Um, it's C-O-Q-A-U, Vin, Vin, I don't know, whatever. It, I, I believe that was the dish. It, 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 was, it was one of my, the best meals of my 2021. So I, I absolutely The secretary is a good cook. There. The secretary is an A1 cook, a passionate cook. Um, yeah. He is an excellent cook. Um, I will give him that. And that might be what his gift is related to. I like to give gifts sometimes. That I get something out of. And if I give him this good gift... Well, if it doesn't have some kind of value to you, what's the point of even getting one? (laughs) Exactly. Um, But my number one... Your real color is really showing. My number one has to do with another uncle who runs a restaurant here in town. And he has turned me on to, from his restaurant, is the best. And I've sampled it when I was out in Long Island. I've sampled it in Staten Island. I've sampled it everywhere I went. And no place can replicate it. Chicken Scarpielli. It is... uh, Have you ever heard of this dish? It's an Italian dish. No, I haven't. Sean, if you see it on a menu, you have to give it a try. It is like this white wine vinegar sauce with peppers, Mm. a little bit of spice to it. If they do it right, they slice the potatoes so thin it's almost like a potato chip. And... They put these sweet and hot sausages in it. My mouth is watering just talking about it. And then you can get it served with pasta. Always get it pasta without the red sauce on it on the side. And then dump the pasta into it. It is literally like I'm obsessed with this with this dish. It sounds like it. Yeah. Oh, it's no, incredible. I, that's fucking awesome. And it's right there for you, huh? Well, yeah, unfortunately, the restaurant's at a golf course, so it's closed, but they have another location, so I'll head over to that one. It's just a little bit further into town. It's a good year of eats. Yeah. I mean, what else do you have to do? Hey, listen, it's it. we both live in areas that are littered with fantastic places. I mean, I do miss my... I do miss my delis. I mean, I'll give some shout outs. I, I did. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Sean, by the way, I went yeah. to, I went to a Christmas party this weekend with some Ridgefield residents and I had to ask them, you know, which do you like better out of the two? Cause they had, they, they were born and raised there and they said the same thing you did, uh, breakfast sandwiches and certain meats and whatnot. You go to Parma, but if you want a good lunch sandwich, you go to Genoa. Yep. That's just the way you do it. I think it's just the way you do it. And then, you know, a pie from Venice or uh, or something if you want to make it a perfect day. But, yeah, man, it's – Ooh, the secretary's not going to like hearing that. I know. He's not he, a fan. No. It's the spot my, my family and I went to forever, and I, I like it. But, yeah, it's it's definitely fun being here because, like I said, it's you've got your traditional stuff, but you've also got a lot of – a lot of new places are being opened up here and basically every cuisine you could ask for. Uh, so I've got a lot more – to sample over the next i actually went with my friend uh the other night to this mediterranean place called abba that just mm. opened on south congress which is this very bougie part of uh of the city and it opened in the summer and it was like a, you could not get a reservation it was impossible finally got date? in uh no just my friend kelly 
Um, so okay. went in and got reservations finally and sampled a bunch of different, we did like just a sharing of appetizers and stuff and a cocktail. Tapas. It was we'll call it tapas. every, tapas too. Every, yeah, exactly. Tapas. Thank you. <laughs> I was drawing a blank on the name. Um, fantastic, man. Actually like was ready for set up for disappointment. Cause when you hype up a place, it's like, Oh, who knows? Maybe it's more the atmosphere. No, it was fucking fantastic pork belly had i was really gonna ask falafel. you to, i was gonna ask you to divulge a little bit because we're only 35 minutes in you can go into detail on what you ate yeah the, they had like a spicy falafel we did a pork belly we did the uh pita with this um uh roasted garlic hummus. pork belly is just a fancy name for thick bacon oh it was, and it was good it was with like <laughs> yeah. this, there was like this apple vinaigrette that was that it was uh cooked in yeah fantastic and then a uh, really good tequila drink too so nice good good spot shout out abba you're you're spreading yourself out a little bit from bourbon there too huh yeah i like a good tequila cocktail sometimes. well michaela's tasked me to figure out how to make an espresso martini tonight so oh man let me know how that goes i am a sucker for a good espresso martini. they are great you, obviously the only rule with espresso martinis aside from them being good is it has to have the three espresso beans in it you know it's a bad place if it doesn't have the three espresso beans in it, and I like I like the ones I like the places that have the beans floating at the top too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, for the, just for the appearance. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's no doubt about that. So I'm gonna have to go out and buy coffee beans because I don't think I have any. All I have is an espresso. Shout out to the secretary again, getting a lot of play on this for getting me that. The secretary is, uh, you know, he he provides a lot of value. He's a good man. Absolutely does. Just none to the pot. <laughs> well tom anything else you got no that's that's pretty much it you know i i wanted to i don't know if i said to you on or off the pod we could say some bad meals but i don't want to slander anybody out here i'm in a good mood no now. yeah i don't think there's any need to and oftentimes unless it's just like unpalatable like you sometimes bad meals are more so just you hype something up and it didn't quite deliver right but mm-hmm. they're I don't, I can't remember the last time I went out somewhere and ate something that was just absolutely awful. Yeah, that you like couldn't finish. Right, that was like undercooked or like I'm not a big presentation guy. If it tastes good, that's all I care about. But presentation does matter a little bit if you're going out or if it was just like poorly put together, looked like it was slopped on. But no, I think overall I have not had any real negative experiences. There was one barbecue place I went to, and it was only because some friend recommended it and i was like all right i'm partial to terry blacks why leave the best one but there are a lot of places here i went to this establishment could not touch it Oof. no Rough no comparison it. no i've no had comparison. i i haven't had to send anything back or like not not finish the portion that i wanted to eat it's just a lot of, i've had a lot of bad service this year where i feel like i've been sitting and waiting for you know, 45 minutes to get a water sometimes. And then it's like, do I yeah, get up and leave? Good. I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's more of the bad stuff that I'm getting. Yeah. And that's never good because it's not, that's like embedded into the service where you are making sure that, Hey, listen, you don't have to treat me like I'm the only person here, but if I have, yeah. if you fill up almost... water when I sat down and it's been a half hour, you can assume I probably need another one. Yeah, and I almost – actually, not even almost. I respect a restaurant a lot more when they say either it's going to be like an hour wait or like we're, we're booked. Like go – you know, we don't – essentially like we can't even take your business than making me sit there for an hour. 
Oh, totally. I, I just want I just want to be told the truth through the yeah, situation. Any situation very, in life. I am very sympathetic to a compromised staff yeah. or a really busy night or maybe aside from college football coaches because well. you'll never get it out of them I just want to be told the truth that's exactly right yeah you're not going to be told you and look at Belichick apologizing to the media the other day now I've seen it all yeah right that was something else but yeah that's all I want just hey it's going to be a while or hey so sorry you know we forgot about even if they're like, hey, we forgot about you. Call me a drink. Call me a call me a fucking sprite for all I care. Don't be rude and don't don't forget about me. And I'm pretty much always going to tip <laughs> the max. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm you're getting more than twenty percent out of me if you do that. No doubt, because listen, I'm a sympathetic person. I understand that it's not always easy, but again, just just tell me the fucking truth, and I'm happy. We're straight. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. Well, so I guess... Good task by you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, there'll be more coming. The brain is the flowing. C- the CEO is flexing his uh, creativity. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm a content guy um, at yeah. heart. Uh, but we will be back <laughs> on Wednesday. Uh, that will be talking strictly NFL if I can figure out what the hell is going on with this season. Um, looks like I'm probably back behind you in the standings. I had a rough week. Yeah, I can't even remember. I mean, I did... I picked the saints last night and damn did i walk out on that oh. yeah you definitely did um i don't think any of us took the cardinals no and uh, i think that that was a major stay away I, I, I we'll talk about it on wednesday but are the cardinals we'll dead talk we'll talk about it wednesday yeah that absolutely was, that was as bad as it got no all their kneecaps are gone <laughs> yeah literally all right everybody we'll talk to you guys wednesday have a good one <laughs>